It is estimated that there are more than 27 million victims of human trafficking today all around the world. On today's episode, I get the opportunity to speak with Yakub Williams after witnessing the horrors of trafficking through his younger sister, who is now a survivor, Yaku now fights human trafficking all around the world. Stay tuned to hear some signs to look for, as well as some steps to take to protect your family from human trafficking. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. Well, I'm very excited to have a special guest with me today. Yaku Boyens is a native of South Africa and an American citizen. Fighting sex trafficking is personal to Yaku. After witnessing the horrors of trafficking through his younger sister, who is now a survivor, Yaku turned abolitionist in 2001. He's a well-recognized speaker on human trafficking, and this is a program now that every parent needs to listen to. Every pastor needs to hear this program today because this is something that is so pervasive in our culture, and he has so much experience in dealing with this on a very practical level. Yaku, great to have you with me. me. So, so glad to be here. It's an honor. Well, you're, I got some of your videos. Some people sent me some of your videos, and you talk about uh, abolishing human trafficking. Yes. And, and of course, you got into it because of your sister. Tell that story. Yeah, when I was eight, 1994, I was an 18-year-old senior in high school. Sister is six years younger. Brother is five years younger. So I'm, I was older. And, you know, as, as the enemy would attack a young boy that was raised out of father, I had a belief system that I was that, which, yeah. is, which is not accurate. Right. And that, that's a mantle I picked up. And in that moment when Ilonka was trafficked, she was actually trafficked through the music industry. Wow. Uh, she won a national contest years before American Idol even existed. She won a national singing contest. God blessed her with an unbelievable voice, which was his gift to be used for his kingdom, and men exploited it. And Ilonka went through sex trafficking for a six-year period. And I'll tell you something interesting. Every single day, there was not a day that my mother did not say, God's got her. He's protecting her. Wow. I don't know where she is. And we didn't know that it was trafficking, of course. Nobody, I mean, nobody... We learned after the fact, when Ilonka was rescued from her mouth, what men had done to her. And in that moment, you know, you condemn yourself. There's, I mean, self, I mean, you, how could I let this happen to a younger sister? And then I looked at my brother, where were you? And realizing then, well, we were completely outplayed and outnumbered. Evil is real. Yes. It does lurk in our midst. Yep. This is a spiritual battle. Yep. It's not just flesh and bones. There's a bigger thing at play. And then you start rebuilding and helping to rebuild that life. And, and I wish people could understand that it is so much more advantageous to follow Scripture and listen to the Lord when He says, if you train them in my way when they're young, yeah. they will not depart when they're old. It doesn't mean at some point they may not be a prodigal. Sure. But the truth is put in them. That's right. And because the truth, truth was put in Ilanka as a child, there was restoration later, you know, and now today she's in a worship leader, a mother of three. It, it's right. still 28 years fighting human trafficking, Jimmy. It's still our greatest, you know, success story we can point to. It just happens to be my sister say, God cannot just heal. He can restore. That's wonderful. And advance, you know, it's possible. So when your sister was being trafficked, did you ever see her? First year, yes, and then and then no, because these groomers take time. You know, the, the yeah. notion, I say this with great, you know, respect to, to creatives. But the greatest injustice in our country was probably the movie Taken, because it set a narrative and it carved it in stone to the American mind that trafficking is kidnapping, which is false. 1% of trafficking in America today is kidnapping. That's shocking. 1%. That's shocking. So they believe that it's always kidnapping 
It's always in a foreign country, right? The wrong people. So, so again, on the, on the heels of Sound of Freedom, which is it's great, thanks for the awareness, but the reality is, Jimmy, we're the number one nation on earth demanding sex with children. Ugh. Number one. Oh my gosh. We're the number one nation on earth buying sex with children. The United States of America, it's a $152 billion industry worldwide, sex trafficking of women and children. Un, uh, over a third of that is just domestic in the US. And I'm not talking about migrant children coming across the border, that's a separate conversation. American-born children sold by American families to American men, predominantly. Wow. The average buyer of sex with a child is not who you think. On average, and we did a two-year, 2,000 case study, the average buyer of sex with a child is a father of two that's married that earns north of $100,000 a year. So it's not who you think. So if the crime is in your midst and it doesn't look the way you think, then it can hide in plain sight. So your sister, you talk about groomers. So there's, there are people that are not kidnapping necessarily, no. but they're coming into families and they're grooming vulnerable children. It's a game of proximity. You have to have proximity to the child. Why? Because you have to build trust. You right. have to build rapport. When a child gets kidnapped, and we are, we're working a kidnapping case at the moment. They do happen. But you know what happens when a child gets kidnapped? The whole community stops. Sure. They stop. Yeah. So nowadays, eyes on. The predator's under a spotlight. They don't want that. They want to operate as your neighbor, as the t-ball coach, as the school principal, the janitor, the police chief. We've arrested a sitting U.S. state Republican senator in Pennsylvania, Democratic senators, pastors. Wow. Why, why is it so prevalent? Because Satan doesn't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, African-American. Yeah. It doesn't ask if you're a Democrat, that you vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. It doesn't care. Satan understands that sex is a very powerful weapon yeah. that can destroy. Yeah. And so it uses proximity. So predators often, they don't become veterinarians or park rangers. They become school teachers. They coach sport. They're in the Boy Scouts of America. Yes. They need proximity to yeah. over time break the child's walls down, build trust and confidence with the child to then strike. They need to get close enough. So in, in a way, if you can think of it this way, it's kind of like dating. You earn, the first time you went on a date with your wife and, and you're excellent in speaking about marriage, you probably remember reaching out, just touching her hand and you were thinking, does she keep her hand there or does she move sure. it? Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's that little first touch. Yeah. If you touch and she moved your hand, that kind of sets you aback. You're like, oh, wait, she's not ready. Yeah. And then you take time, earn, trusting. If she held her hand, you held her hand. Okay. I think, I think she's warm towards me. That's exactly what a predator does. But they do it this time on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Right. Right. And it's a soft reach to the child. It's not, hey, I'm a predator, come meet me Friday night. It's liking all her soccer posts, writing a nice favorable comment, yeah. taking time, on average, nine months. Nine wow. months of investment. What if the church invested nine months oh, gosh. in the non-believer? Yeah. Like these guys invest. They invest, they invest time. And then they wait for the child that's vulnerable enough. If you look at Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and Maslow wasn't a believer, but if we use that triangle, right? At the very bottom of Maslow's triangle is food and shelter. 
So a child in, let's say, Oak Cliff, Dallas, that's underprivileged, that lives in the projects, that has family members incarcerated, that doesn't know where the next meal is coming from. The predator will use food and shelter as the stabilizing mechanism to traffic that child. The child that lives in Highland Park, Texas, doesn't need food and shelter, doesn't need stuff. So that child's higher up on Maslow's hierarchy, probably to purpose, love, and belonging. Right. Mom and dad's home. But the, ch- the predator's looking for which one which one is crying out on social media saying, see me? I, I need affirmation. And he goes, I'll give you affirmation. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll speak the language your heart desires. And they actually earn the girl's heart. We're going to be right back with the Tipping Point Show. Well, let me tell you, I've got a new book out called End Times Answers, 100 Real Questions from Real People. And on the Tipping Point Show, I answer questions from subscribers. These are it's a lot of those questions that are here, the most commonly asked questions. And so if you're wanting to know about the Antichrist, the rapture, who goes in the rapture, all those things like that, it's in here. And so get this new book, End Times Answers. You can go on endtimes.com or amazon.com. This will be released now on September 12th. So you can pre-order the book right now and be the first people to get it. Also want to tell you about our conferences coming up September 16th, just about four weeks from now, that we're going to be having uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Pastor Ed Young, and myself. We're going to be there teaching about the end times. It's going to be a special day. And Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is going to have a special celebration of Rosh Hashanah. This is during Rosh Hashanah, the conference is, and he's going to be blowing the the ram's horn, the shofar, and he's going to be doing a special service. It's going to be a very special time. Love to have you there. Saturday, September the 16th, this at Fellowship Church in Grapevine, Texas, and we have reserved seating. So you can go on endtimes.com. You can see there's a world at the top left. You just click on there. It'll take you to a page, and you'll see the Tipping Point Conference. Click in there and you can reserve your seat. Now we have streaming. If you're a paid subscriber to endtimes.com, you get 50% off of streaming, which means that would be $25. You also get 50% off on your tickets. And so go on endtimes.com, reserve your seat. We're filling up. We still have a few good seats left, but it's filling up. So go on endtimes.com, sign up for the conference and also pre-order my new book. And this is why it's such a difficult fight to fight because you'll say, but, but she's at home. This is going to shock you. Another study, I'm, I'm on the board of the National Institute for Shelter Care. Shelters are, and this is safe homes where people get placed, right, right, after they get rescued. We did a study nationwide, that institute. Now, a quarter to half, 25 to 47 percent of all child trafficking cases in America is actually done by a caregiver. It's done by the parent by somebody who is actually in charge of the daily life of that minor. We have Americans trafficking their own children. We've got American mothers taking their own children to drag shows. Oh, yeah. The five-year-old's not driving the vehicle to the drag show. So now we've got a societal crisis, Jimmy. We have to now ask ourselves, well, wait a minute. How has the society broken down so far that the parent is now exploiting their own offspring, their own child? For what? For a political agenda? No. They're that empty themselves. Yeah. Their own identity in Christ is lacking. And so we've got a, an, a Christ identity fire alarm crisis in this country. As a nation, we've lost our identity. Yeah. 
and as individuals in the nuclear family. So you, one of the shocking things that you said, because I've, I've listened to some of your videos, most children are trapped out of their homes. Yes. And so we've got grandkids, you know, that we're obviously that, that on social media and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so the a parent that's unaware, okay, so the parent that is involved, it's, now how much of it is money motivated? Like parents, you know, trafficking their children, is there a lot of money in it for the parent? Yeah, no, there's, tr there's tremendous. If, I, if we talk just for a second, I want to come back to your question. We're just going to give people a perspective of how vast this really is. When we say 52 billion, with a B, dollars is paid, someone's paying this, right? It's tax-free. So in the right. corporate world, if we talk about EBITDA, people that don't know that, that's net net gains, right? right? That's a $200 billion enterprise. That dwarfs Nike, it dwarfs Coca-Cola, it dwarfs Adidas, Reebok, wow. it dwarfs NFL teams, the whole NFL league. You're talking about more revenue generated than any NFL team than Nike, and that revenue is generated on doing what? Selling children for sex in America. It is shocking. Why do we not have committee hearings all up and down yeah. Congress? Yeah. Why is there not an absolute pull the ripcord fire alarm for our culture is imploding? Can we not remember Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah. Yeah. Do we not know that the Romans fell because of sexual immorality? That's right. Do we not know that God, not Yaku or Jimmy, God says sexual immorality is an abomination. That's right. Because it still kill, it, it tears at the inner fiber of a culture. So, yes, it's in the family, and that makes it so hard to fight. Well, the you know Jesus in Luke 17, he said that when he came, that it would be like the days of Noah, and like the days of Lot. And sexual immorality was the common thread. Yes that they had violence, which we have, mm -hmm. but it was the sexual immorality. And in the case of Lot, it was so bad that when the angels came to take Lot and his family out, the men of that community tried to rape them. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it, it was so depraved. Well, we see that today. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a show I know you're familiar with on TV, the, to catch a predator, mm -hmm. that deal. And the, I think it was Chris Hansen was the, was the host of that show. And they went all over and they had pastors, they had judges, they had teachers, they had all these guys that were buying sex with children. And his comment was, we can do that in any community in the United States of America. 100%. Any community. There's not a zip code in the United States, not one. I use Highland Park as an example because we've got former presidents live there. 13 rescues in Highland Park. There's not a community wow. where you go, my community is immune, my school is immune, my church is immune. It's not. Why? It's the only internal drug on earth. Think about what I'm saying. Cocaine is external. A man is depressed and he goes and drinks alcohol. His problem is depression. Yeah. Depression is not even the problem. It's identity, lack, right. purpose, hurt, right. shame. If I remove him from alcohol, right, he's going to sober up. He's going to be clear of thought. But sex is internal. Right. Sex is not external. You can never separate the person from the drug. We are sexual beings. God created sex as a powerful force to bond a husband and wife, right. to procreate, to expand the kingdom of God. When Satan rips at that, when you have an eight-year-old, on average today, Jimmy, the average ex age of exposure to pornography today are boys age eight. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, when you completely contort God's design of love, intimacy, purpose, 
the transaction, right? When you blow it up in one video, right? Because porn today for an eight-year-old is not a magazine and, and no. a woman without her top. It's yeah. gang rape. Yeah. He's shattered. Yeah. We have 12-year-old porn addicts. We've got children forcing themselves on other children. Yes, absolutely. In our culture. Yeah. And, and you should see when I stand in a room across this nation how people still look at me like they're dumbfounded, that like that couldn't be true. And, and, and so because it's so embedded in the family and it's not kidnapping, right? right? It thrives because it plays towards the flesh. You know, and now you start seeing people in leadership, some pastors, and I love pastors, but preaching around certain scripture because maybe they themselves are struggling with pornography yeah. or yeah. they know that 40% of the men in the church are struggling yeah. with it and they're afraid of what do I do with my congregation when 40% of these men say, yeah. I'm watching porn. That's a lot of marital counseling. That's a lot of, the do it, pastor. That's right. Exactly they, right. they are they are they are in desperate need of a savior. The guy that pulled up to pick him up is known to be the number one human trafficker in Texas. The vehicle he pulled up to to get this kid was stolen an hour prior. Goodness. This kid, the 16-year-old, is a recruiter under the hands of the largest human trafficker in Texas, and he's recruiting in the youth group. He was in the youth group.